Producer Doug here. I just want to talk about Pop Culture Classroom. They are the ones that put on Denver Comic Con, and we want to help support them so that we can keep bringing you all this amazing audio, such as panels and interviews from Denver Comic Con. So let's get right into it. Pop Culture Classroom inspires a love of learning, increases literacy, celebrates diversity, and builds community through the tools of popular culture and the power of self-expression. They envision individuals transformed by the educational power of popular culture who create diverse, inclusive, and engaged communities. They provide quality service to kids and communities, respect, inclusive, and diversity, uh, quality of opportunity, alternative approaches to education, and they recognize each person's intrinsic dignity and importance through open communication, responsibility, and honesty. Did I sound like I read that off the website? I absolutely did, because... Well, I did. I want to get everything right for them because they are fantastic. I recommend going to their website and donating just to keep them going. This fantastic program, plus everything to do for the community, uh, literacy, respect, and of course, Denver Comic Con, so we can bring you all this stellar guests and panels and Q&As and interviews. So remember, go to popcultureclassroom.org, click on the donate, or just take a spin around their website and check it out. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Cosplay with Pride! Um, this is, uh, or as I've colloquially like, started to call it, uh, the Big Gay Happy Love Fest. Um, literally. Um, I started this um, by the request, four years ago, by the request of the actual um, convention owner, uh, Amanda, you saw the board, and they were like, we, we, they've seen me other places, and they saw me at the cosplay competition, and um, I give this little speech, and I'm actually going to give it to you guys, which is going to be great. Uh, I, didn't, I don't even see the cosplay competition here, although maybe next year they said I might do it. <sighs> Go ahead and keep adding to my list of things. I'll never sleep. Um, I, I love it. I really, I don't care. I want to do all the things. Um, I, I, um, hello. I was asked by the con to do, they saw me give this little, like, lovey, like, speech that you'll hear. Um, they're like, can you do an entire panel around that? Because they're like, up in Colorado, like, you know, it's very a red state. They're like, you know, like, a lot of the LGBT, a lot of people who just feel outcasts because of the, you know, like, people look at you weird because you dress up in costumes and stuff like that. She's like, we, we want to know, like, there is someone who's leading the charge for them. And I'm like, yeah, like, that's, that's me. Like, I am... <laughs> Queen of the nerds, um, I've got you, I've got you, I promise. I, I will be a very good self-appointed leader. <laughs> I, I really am self-appointed, it's just tragic. Uh, hello, how are you guys? Welcome in, welcome in. Um, so, uh, this panel is basically um, one of those like, 
you can do it sort of amazing panels. It's one of those uh, where we can talk about maybe some bullying. We can talk about like, not like actually, not like you bullying, but like talk about like some good anti-bullying and things like that. We can talk about, um, we talk about some techniques you can use to diffuse a situation. Uh, hello, 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 and hello. Um, we can talk maybe a little bit about like um, getting through, cause like I, I I'm very, very open, and I'm trying to end the stigma. I suffer severe anxiety. I suffer with self-doubt, self-loathing sometimes, you know? And the only way to get through that is to talk about it. You should not have to go through it alone, ever. And I'm trying to end the stigma. It is okay if you are going through these things. And do not let society tell you it's not okay that you're having these sad thoughts and things because it's okay. Your body is lying to you and you can't help that. But you know what you can do is you can find a good support system. You can find friends and you can find people around you. And the anime, the con circuit is so good for that. And one of the reasons why I want to do this panel is partially because like I, I started seeing a couple years ago that the con circuit started turning on itself. And I was not happy. I was, I was like, no, this cannot happen. We, we can't do that. Because you know, this is sanctuary for a lot of us. Like, you know what's really funny is like, my, my friends know what I do. Like, you know, like my, my muggle job, by the way, I manage an escape room. Uh, if you know what an escape room is, it's pretty, pretty great. I manage one of those. I lock people in uh, to rooms professionally. Um, <laughs> and then I get to play Jigsaw and watch them and go like, I like to play games. <laughs> like, you'll never get out. <laughs> I only do that for the people that come in and are like cussing me out or something. And I'm like, why would you, like, seriously? And then I'll put them in the room like, all right, have a good time. And I'm like, they're not getting out. <laughs> So just know if you ever go to an escape room and you really make the people mad at the front, they won't let they won't give you any clues and they'll lead you in the wrong direction. <laughs> um, casually and nicely, of course. Like, you know, you think you're having a good time, it's wonderful. Um, but like, you know, it's so funny because like my friends and my family, they know what I do, but they don't know what I do. They're like, oh yeah, that's just like you you travel around the world and you cross dress. I'm like <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's what I do. Um, you know, like my mom, my, poor, my mom actually is coming around more. I grew up in a very uh, don't ask, don't tell family, very military, deep south. Um, not that they didn't approve of what I was doing, they just didn't sort of want to know about it. Also, because my family is very military, um, we're, we're getting intimate here, by the way, so pull up a seat. Um, my family is not a loving family. We're not a touchy-feely, let's like all like hug and love. And I don't think in any way, shape, or form my family abused me. I don't, and I will stand firm on that. I don't think. I think they did the only thing they knew how to do, which they grew up like that too. So, you know, like from a young age, I was told, if you want to show emotion, go in the other room and come back out here once you've gotten yourself level-headed. If I ever tried, like teared up in front of them, they were like, no, stop that, leave. Like, and I don't think that's in a way abuse. Like, I, I think that's just the way they know how to deal. That's the way, you know, my grandfather's a retired Navy SEAL. Like, I'm sure he killed people with his binky. I shouldn't be talking about that probably. But like, you know, very military. Like I used to, um, okay, if you sneeze,
sneezed, you would drop it down to five crunches. Whenever you go to the bathroom, five push-ups after you'd use the bathroom. That was how he was like, this is how you keep your body healthy. Like, this is what you do, you know? And um, sometimes he would just like drop me off in random places and be like, find your way home. Not really, like, <laughs> kind of, uh, but not really. Um, but you know, like, I don't think, they still love me no matter what. They've showed me tons of support in the way they can can't do so. And you know, I am 100% the black sheep of the family. I, I am. My mom is a veterinarian, okay? My grandmother's an attorney. My grandfather was a retired Navy SEAL, now a lieutenant of a police force. Um, like, uh, and I'm like the stripper cross-dresser. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, I am, I am the exception. Uh, my mom, though, is like, she's coming around so wonderfully and I love that because she's like, she's starting to see, like she followed my Queen D Facebook page and so did my grandparents, but like they don't like comment too much, but my mom is always like, oh my God, look at you. And I'm like, stop it. Like, I can't. One time she was like, oh girl. And I'm like, don't. I, I can't, I, you cannot say girl. And like, I think my grandfather like is, is coming to terms with it and like cool because, um, I'm still like that bro-y kind of dude, like gay, whatever. Like, like I'm like I, I try to explain to people like if you just imagine me as a really bro-y chick, it works a lot better. Like, it, it it helps your brain process. Like, you know, I love scotch and cigars and football and like I love hiking and doing the crazy stuff. So my grandfather still sees me as like, yeah, that's my cool ass grand of cool. Frick. You heard none of that. You didn't hear that curse word. Um, we're not 18 plus right now. Um, and I think my grandfather is still like very much, you know, that's, that's my grandchild. And like, that's, that's wonderful. And my grandmother loves me because I've inherited her sass. My grandmother is the sassiest woman on the planet. She will top anyone. And it's, it's rough. Like I remember one time I was just like, it was like, there's three quotes that come to mind to explain my grandmother here. And I remember, uh, and she's like dry as an attorney, like she's very dry. So like she'll be reading her nook or whatever and like she'll just make a comment and then like look up at me and look back down. And I'm like, <laughs> um, she like wanted to, okay. I walked into her house and I was like, I was like talking and I was like being a little aggressive. And she was like, what is wrong with you today? I was like, I, <sighs> I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just, <laughs> I'm in such a terrible mood today. And she's like, oh, post to every other day when you're Mary Poppins. <laughs> Savage. Um, another time was we were watching TV together and I, a commercial just played and I was like, you know what I really hate? And she closes her book and she's like, we're gonna be here a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God! <laughs> I'm like, Janet, you can quit that right now. <laughs> And then my favorite one was I was going out somewhere and I walked over, cause I used to live next door to her and I walked over to her house and like, I was like, I went like do some stuff or whatever, I grabbed something uh, from her bathroom. I needed some like medicine or something. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, look at me. I was like, I look amazing. I was like, new jeans. I was like, God, I was like, I look good. I look like, like, like Italy at night. Like, oh man. <laughs> And she laughs. I'm like, what are you laughing about? She's like, well, I just find it so funny that you picked a city that has so much wrong with it. <laughs> She's like, you know there's a tower there that leans, right? And I'm like... <sighs> well, you never claimed you were straight anyways. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, I'm leaving now. Like, it's just great. Like my grandfather sometimes, and he's dry humor too, but my grandfather, like, 
it's so funny. One time I was like, oh my god, like I passed by and I told them like hi and stuff. I dropped by and uh, they're like, what you're up to tonight? And I was like, oh, I'm going out with some friends. And my grandfather was like, that's good. And I was like, what do you mean that's good? He's like, well, I'm glad that you have friends. And I'm like, thanks. He's like, well, no, we were concerned. We used to have to tie like a stake to your neck so the dog would play with you. And I'm like, what? And like my grandma's like, he's quoting a comedian. Like it's fine. And I'm like, that, that's brutal. He's like, I mean, it's not true. And I'm like, <laughs> so like, understand, my wit comes from my family. <laughs> my grandmother, she's the only woman on the earth that can yell at like a federal something and get flowers the next day. I'm not joking. I walked into her house one time and she's like on the phone and she's like, no, no. That's not how this is gonna work. Well, I've been doing this for 55 years. How long have you been doing this? Oh, less than 10 years? <laughs> Laughable. She's like, well, we're gonna do it my way. I'm not listening anymore. And I was like, who is that? She's like, oh, federal judge, whatever. And I was like, what? I was like, oh God, like just open the door. They're coming arrest you. The next morning she sent me a text from her desk and there was a bouquet of flowers with an apology note from him. And I'm like, that's goals. <laughs> like, my grandmother can be goals sometimes. Like, she is, she's a little bit of a legend in our parish, um, which, by the way, is we're the only state uh, from Louisiana. Uh, we have parishes and not counties. Anyone know the trivia on that? Why it's parishes? No. Churches. Yep. We're very religious. So each uh, little area was separated by parish, and that was a term coined by the Catholic Church. This was your parish, your parishioners. So uh, we kept it, which. I love, don't get me wrong, I know Louisiana sometimes, and this still goes back to the whole like cosmic pride and LGBT is like, Louisiana, it's rough living there. I will be completely honest with you. It is rough. It's the deep south, it's a little bit Bible belty. Um, it's it's rough. As a matter of fact, I got here Tuesday night, uh, hung out with some people, and Wednesday I was like appalled, but not surprised. I saw that. Louisiana just opted in. It's one of 16 states that's writing the Supreme Court to take away protections from LGBT. And I'm like, <sighs> I was like, I'm not surprised, but I'm also like, this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Like, it just, it infuriates me. But, you know, like, who here is a Bob Ross fan? Look for the people that are helping. Look for the helpers. Look for the good. And that's what I think. I, I, I focus on the good, and that's how you have to do it. You have to flood yourself with so much good things. Um, I flood myself with positive thoughts, prayer. I surround myself with, with just anything I can. I fill myself up with friendship. I fill myself up with donuts. Um, anything I can. And like eventually, there's no more room left for the negative. And you know, like I just went to see a Lindsey Sterling concert. Lindsey Sterling and Evanescence, they were they toured together. And I will be honest, best concert I have ever been to in my life. Both Lindsey Sterling and Amy Lee um, had the most amazing things to say. And it was in New Orleans, so it was in my city. And we, if you've ever, who here has ever been to New Orleans? If you've been to the city, you understand what I'm about to say. That city is alive. That city has so much energy and like, be, I'm getting chills. New Orleans is alive and no one can tell me otherwise. I don't care what faith you believe in or anything, that city is full of everything, the spirits that are there, the, the magic, the ancestry, the music, the food, like that city is alive and it's wonderful. And if any of you ever end up in New Orleans, 
you message me and I will show you the best parts of that city. Um, New Orleans is alive. And so like, New Orleans loves her musicians. The city loves her musicians. So when they were performing, we were performing at a huge outdoor venue. The moon was full right above us. It was a clear sky. I cannot tell you. That was probably, and you can't record that. You can't record a feeling. So like I took videos, but I'm like, you can't describe what's happening right now. It was their positivity and like them singing, the city just wrapped its energy around them and just belted. Like Amy Lee was talking about how like this was the end of like towards the end of their tour. And she, they, they performed every two nights and um, she was a little hoarse. She got on stage and you couldn't tell at all. Like New Orleans like refreshed her and revived her. And like Lindsay was just like, oh my God, amazing. And they were all so positive and all of that energy was just, honestly, I'm gonna say it. I know it's crazy to say that from a concert. It was a life changing concert. Lindsay Sterling gets up there and just starts talking about how like, don't be afraid to follow your fears. You know, she had, she had self doubts too. She was anorexic in college, which I never knew. She almost died a few times. And like, I was like, to hear this and like to hear how far she's come. And she's so inspirational. I've loved her since she joined YouTube, I feel like. Um, she was amazing. And she was talking about all these doubts and self-fears. And um, she had this quote that I will never forget. And it was, um, she was talking about how like, negativity can change you at your molecular structure. Being negative will change your body. Seriously, believe that. Being positive, like the Japanese a long time ago did an experiment. They took three tubs of water and they isolated them. One tub was exposed to hate speech, constant like anger, war, like all these hate. One was exposed to positive like speech, like love, light, happiness, and one was like the, uh, the like, control. Control. control, thank you, exposed to nothing. And then they froze all three of them. The control froze normally. The positivity one, the one I was exposed to positive, formed the most beautiful ice crystals you have ever seen. And the one that was exposed to negativity formed deformed, ugly, messed up ice crystals. Think about that. We are made up of like 60% water. If that just did that, can you imagine what being positive and negative does to your own body? It has the ability to change you at a molecular level. So like, take the pledge. Like, let's let's dial back the negativity. Let's be positive. Let's flood the world with it. And you know, like Lindsay Sterling says, crystallize. Like, crystallize. Become beautiful. Be positive. Be radiant and crystallize. Turn into that gorgeous ice crystal. Be amazing. And the quote that I will never, ever forget, it'll be with me for the rest of my life, was, it is scientifically proven you cannot take the darkness out of a room. You just cannot do it. But you know what you can do? Flood that room with light. And that just hit me. And I realized we are creatures of light and love, and we should be flooding rooms with light and positivity. Right? Yes. We should be doing this. And the con world, you guys, the con world, <laughs> we are experiencing such, hello, welcome in. We are experiencing like hate in our own house. That is not okay. That is not okay. This is where we come to get away from it all. This is where we come, we were rejected growing up for wearing costumes or watching that, that Japanese frou-frou, you know? Like, we, we, I know you probably heard someone say that, them Japanese cartoons. 
It's like, watch American cartoons. Like, oh, like, we were, we were hated for listening to K-pop and J-pop. I had a poster of Gat and Mana on my wall growing up. Like, Malice Miser, you know? Like, like, I was like, people were hating on me. They're like, why are you listening to this not American stuff? And I'm like, like, this is ridiculous. Like, can't we come together in spite like, 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 despite our differences, like, come together because we are all creatures of light and love, and we bleed the same blood no matter what, all around. Nothing is different, and this is ridiculous. We need to all, we need to all here be the first line of defense against the negativity. We need to not. All the elitism, like, in, in cosplay, like, you didn't make your cosplay, so you're not a cosplayer. Excuse me? I won't, I make all of my things, but there was years that I didn't. And like, I'll be dang if someone told me I'm not a cosplayer because I didn't make what I was wearing. No. Do you know, let's break down this word. Cos, costume, play, play. Where's the fun? Literally, elitists are taking that away from us and we need that to stop. By all means, compete and have a great time. I used to be a competitive cosplayer, but you know what? If I didn't win, the first thing I did was whoever got best intro, I'd walk straight up to me like, congratulations, you were absolutely amazing. I'm gushing over this. That's all you have to do. That's it. Do you know that it takes more effort to be hateful than it does to be kind? Do you know that? Being kind, just a simple congratulations. Good job. As opposed to, oh, you did, you, I didn't win because this and that and this and that, blah, 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 blah. No, stop. We have to be the first line of defense. Can you do that? Can you do that with me? Can you help me change this negativity scene? Can you do it? It has to stop. We need to put the play back in cosplay. We need to put the fun back into it. Where is the fun? And by all means, if you're a competitive cosplayer, do that, I love that, that's amazing. That means you love your work so much that you wanna throw it on stage. Phenomenal, good job. But also remember, we're all nerds. Like, what makes you a bigger nerd than the person next to you who bought their costume? Or the person next to them who's in jeans and a white t-shirt and cosplaying Elle? We are all here because we love anime. What is wrong with that? Nothing. We need to end the terribleness here. We also need to end the stigma of mental disorders. We need to end the stigma that, like, because you're anxious or something, you're, something's wrong with you. No, there's nothing wrong with you. You are amazing, and you are doing it, and you are fighting the good battle, and you are keeping it alive and together despite everything you have going on. Like, like we need to end that stigma a lot. Like, I get so worked up about this in case you didn't notice. Like, end the stigma, end it. Let's talk about this. Mental illness is not something we should put in a box and hide. This is something we need to be talking about more. This is something we need to be sharing with each other because the person sitting next to you may be going through the exact same thing you are and you will never know it until you talk about it. Talk about it. Even if you, need, if you can't talk about it with a stranger, I know some people cannot see a therapist or can't afford it because let's face it, the state of our freaking medical, and the, yeah. the state of our, our, our 
medicine system and whatever is stupid in the United States. Can we all agree on that? People going without medicine, people going without treatment because they can't afford it, and you know, you're not allowed to scare. Oh my God, kids who, like my generation, like I'm, um, I, 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 yeah, I'm millennial, like I, that's where I fall in. I was born in 88. Um, I, um, I, I know so many of my friends who are like, I have no idea why I'm feeling like this. I don't know how I deal with this lump is right here, but well, I guess I'll just die. Like, cause you, I can't, like, you can't afford an $80 trip to the doctor and people don't get that. That $80 can be detrimental to some people. And like, understand me too, seriously. It can be, like, I'm, I do this and I love traveling to cons and like, you know, all the gift cards people give me. Um, and all the cash, that helps, that pays my bills, that makes my cat, like, have food, um, and I have a good day job, but I don't have medical insurance. I'm being honest with you, I do not have medical insurance. So like, honestly, an $80 trip to the doctor messes me up. That's my food for the week. That's my food for two weeks sometimes if I'm right in the middle of bill cycles. Like, like, and then like, like I get hit with like all those bills and I'm like, cool, um, I have $3 for my name for a week. I'm gonna go buy a box of ramen. <laughs> ramen and a little bit of American cheese. I'll get through this week together. <laughs> like, we're gonna do this. So like, they don't understand. And like, so we all need to like have voices. We need to change. We need to help. We need to be the change you want to see in the world. As cliche that that quote is, it's so true. Be the change. Help the change. Do the change. Also, be proud of who you are. Don't ever let the world tell you you are not amazing. Because you know what? You are. You are, plain and simple. I never want to hear someone say they're not amazing, because you are. You so are. That's plain and simple. No arguments, nothing. I never want to hear that. You're amazing. Each one of you is made unique and phenomenal. And, and it, for someone to diss you for something that you love or something that you do is shameful of them and indicative of their issues and not your own. <laughs> unhappy with their lives. People, people bully because they are unhappy with their lives, and that's not okay. That's not okay. And you know, like, here's the thing. We're gonna get more into, like, the bullying now. Like, I, I know your instinct is you wanna bully back. It's, let, let's, we'll be honest here. It's, it's in our nature. You know, we were, we were put here, and we have, we have fury, we have wrath. But you know, you have to stop and think, like, I will not destroy this person's life. Because um, boy, do I have the power to do so. Uh, but I have to stop and think, I don't want to do this. Because you know what? I don't know what they're going through. I have no idea what's going through their head. I, I don't. Plain and simple. They could be gravely ill and upset with our healthcare system. And just, they might have no idea what to do. And they're just, they have no idea what to say. And they just turn on someone. And that's not your fault. It's not okay, but it's also not your fault. You have to remember that people bully because they're unhappy with themselves. And there's really nothing you can do about that. There's nothing. You can, you can build up a strong barrier and you have to get a mantra, chant over and over to yourself, I am amazing. I am amazing. I am 
wonderful, I am beautiful, I am gorgeous, I am amazing, repeat it over and over again. Have you ever heard, who here is an Ellen DeGeneres fan? She's probably one of the most amazing human beings to have walked this earth. She is a humanitarian. She is just a genuinely good person. And I remember Ellen saying something that really hit me hard one time. It was when I was going through a lot of anxieties. Is even when you don't feel like it, smile. Even when you don't feel like it, smile. Because at some point, it's going to infect your body, and that smile will become pure happiness. They've actually done studies um, that when you smile, it actually changes your biochemistry. That's the, exactly, it's amazing. When you're in the midst of like a dark day, like stop, think to yourself, it's gonna be okay. This too shall pass. And smile, put on the big, and I know it's hard. I have those days where I'm just like, I'm not smiling. I lay in bed crying some days because I'm just overwhelmed with my friends don't like me. My family hates me. And none of this is true. It's, it's my, my brain lying to me. It's the chemistry of my brain saying like, you're not good enough. And I know I am. I know I am. I teach this. Like understand, like I go through this as well. And I know you're, you're sitting there thinking it's not as easy as it sounds. And I know. I have days where I do not want to smile. I wake up and I'm like, I'm not, I, I have no reason to smile today. And then that makes me angry because I have so many reasons to smile. First off, I woke up. First and foremost, I woke up and some people did not have that luxury. I had a bed, I had a roof over my head. I have an amazing cat who, well, she's amazing adjacent. Um, I, I wanted a snuggly cat. What I got was a dramatic little fluff ball. I got a dramatic cotton ball, that's what I got. A gorgeous one with two different colors. She has a blue eye and a yellow eye, and she's fluffy and big, fluffy white, and I just want to like squish her little face and be like, oh. okay, I've done that before. <laughs> Which also can explain why she doesn't cuddle with me. Because <laughs> like she walks into me and I just grab her big, fluffy fur and I'm like, <laughs> and she's just like, <laughs> and then I'm like, Diva, cuddle with me, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great, but like I. Remember the good, like you woke up, you know, you're at an anime convention, some people couldn't get here, despite like, no matter the reason how you got here, if you had to skip a meal a day to pay for a badge, or if you had to like just really find friends to do this with, if you had to do something like, you got here, and you're here to experience all this energy and love and happiness, and you know, think of the good stuff, and I know there are days where I'm like, I am not smiling, I will not do that. And I just remember like, you have to, and I'll take a deep breath and I'm like, I'm gonna do this. And I just start smiling and I walk around my house and it's true, in about five to 10 minutes, I'm happy. And I'm like, who is that that woke up in a terrible mood? Like, who was that? Like, who is she? And I'm like, I, I like, smile. Because remember, there's so many reasons to smile. I know your brain automatically goes to the reasons to not, it's how we're programmed. Your brain goes to the reasons that it's not, like you shouldn't be smiling. But remember, there's so many more reasons to smile. I'm gonna show you something. This tattoo right here, okay? I have a friend who had this tattooed on her back and she passed away. And one of the things that I remember is her light and her love and her happiness. And I wanted to get a tattoo to remind myself of her. And um, this tattoo says, uh, from winter comes the spring again. And it's in the shape of the infinity symbol. And that just tells me from the bad comes the good. There will always be good. I know it's hard right now, but there will always be good. It'll happen. 
it'll happen. Persephone will come forth from Hades and she will give us the spring. And that's something worth waiting for, don't you think? Don't ever think it's time to end this, please. I've, I have lost too many people and I cannot afford to lose you guys. Always remember, don't do it, okay? Because there's so many reasons. There's so many reasons for you to be here. There's so many reasons. And I know your brain tricks you and tells you there's not. Your brain will tell you that, but there is. There's so many reasons. My best friend, my cousin, who was my light of my life. He was the older cousin. He was like my big brother. He taught me how to blow bubbles in bubble gum. Um, when I turned 15, took his life. And that shook me to my very core. And I found out later it's because he came out and he was a football player. He was a jock, track and like football star. And he came out and they bullied him. My, this, this cousin Brock, who I never in a million years, like he was amazing and he took his own life. And that hit me so hard because I just didn't understand. Robin Williams hit me so hard. I remember where I was at. I remember the moment my phone lit up and it says, comedian and celebrity Robin Williams dies by suicide. And I just didn't know what to do. And it just goes to show you some of the happiest people can be the most tragic and tormented, but you need to know there's, there's people here. There are friends. If you don't have family, your friends are your family. There's always something. There's always a reason to stay here, and I need you to fight. Do you understand me? I need you to fight through it, because it will get better. No matter what people or your brain tells you, it will get better, okay? I love you all so much. We're not done, but like that was a hard part for me. Um, so let's lighten up just a little bit here. Um, I'm so sorry, I, and I know like, I, emotions are a good thing. it is, crying is cathartic, emotions are a good thing, um, it is okay to feel, don't let people tell you it's not okay, don't, and I, I know I just apologize, but like, don't ever apologize for feeling either, like, that's another thing, um, one of the things that's still fresh with me right now, and this is, goes in hand in hand, um, my best friend of a very long time, um, passed away a year ago, the day after my birthday, which was in May. Um, she passed away after a two-year battle with uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, she beat it, and it was wonderful, but then her body was so weak from everything um, that she went to a coma and never came back. And every single day I think about her, and I, I know that like she's there, and she's watching me, and she's with me, and, um, one of my favorite things that I did was I got this tattoo for her on my ankle. Um, and who here is a fan of How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. As you can kind of tell, I have a little bit of ADHD. Um, and so she also as well. And when we would get together, we would try to tell stories. And a, a one story would take about three hours because we would constantly get sidetracked. <laughs> And we started colloquially doing, do you remember the boogie boarding episode? Um, there was an episode of How I Met Your Mother where a sign pops up at the bar they were at and it said, no boogie boarding. And they're like, what? And then one of the girls was like, wait, I know the story to this. 
And they're like, oh God. So she starts telling the story and it's in flashback, but then like they keep interrupting her and someone else tells a story and they do a flashback there. And so they would, they were trying to get back to the main story by saying like, so boogie boarding. And they're like, oh, so boogie boarding. And they would go back. So Day, which is my friend's name, Day, um, she would always, we would do this thing where we'd be like, blah, 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 and then like, she'd be like, so boogie boarding. And I'm like, oh yeah, hey. So, and then like, she would be like, blah, 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 and I'm like, so boogie boarding. And I'm like, bad. So when she passed away, I was like, there was so many things she loved. She was a Star Trek fanatic. She was a Star Wars fan. She loved My Little Pony. Like, she was, I wish she could be sitting here next to me right now. Because she was another cosplayer too. She was, oh gosh, she was amazing. Um, and one of the, the last costumes that she made was a huge bell dress, like from Beauty and the Beast, like a huge gold bell gown. And the most beautiful thing was at her memorial, someone found a dress form and put her bell dress next to her. And that, that was so wonderful. And that was just amazing to see. Um, but the tattoo that I got on my ankle uh, is so boogie boarding. And the reason I got that is because it's a constant reminder that no matter what, don't let myself get bogged down by side stuff. Stay on the main journey and keep going no matter what. And I think that's something that she would want me to do no matter what. So remember that. So boogie boarding, keep going. Don't let yourself get bogged down by the toxic people that come in and out of your life, the terrible jobs, because like, let's face it, God, working sucks sometimes. Bills suck. Why everything gotta cost money? I don't know how much toilet paper costs. <laughs> I have run out of McDonald's money so many times. Like, I, Jesus, like, I go to Walmart and I'm like, I need makeup. Oh my Lord. And I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. And like, here's what's, what's great about like my web series and stuff. Everything that you ever see me wearing is not prestige. Everything that I wear on my face is Walmart. Everything you see. Nothing on my face costs more than $10. <laughs> Nothing. Not my eyeliner, my eyebrow stuff, my foundation. I'm using a really great one. It's Maybelline 24 hour wear and it's like the full coverage. Oh, just a few like two drops of it and you can like cover your whole face and you're like, whoa. Like, who is this? Who is that girl I see? <laughs> And it's really funny because like because it's so full coverage at night when I use a makeup wipe, I wipe half my face off and I'm like, who is that girl I see? Like, and then sometimes like I, sometimes I get really dumb. Um, and like when I'm wiping off my mascara, I'll put some on my fingers and I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> and they're just gonna kill me. And I'm like, no, like, I wanna cosplay the matchmaker one day from Mulan. I think that would just be great. Just like burst into a cosplay competition. Fah, Mulan! <laughs> Is that a cricket? I, I love the matchmaker. She's probably one of my favorite Disney characters ever. Um, anyway, but, um, so boogie boarding. See, see, um, but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's all about staying on the right path. It's all about keeping going. It's all about doing doing the things. And um, eh, bullying, bullying sucks. And some of the ways you can try to like deter a bully is find your own personal strength because you have it. It might be deep down buried under 
a trauma, it might be buried under abuse, it might be buried under anything, but you know, you have your own personal strength, and I think you know that. And if you, you say you don't, you're lying to yourself. Because you have, you have a strength. We all have one, it's there. You might have to dig it out, but it is there. Find it, embrace it, bring it to the surface. Become your own strength. Good support system. I can't stress enough whether you have 30 friends or just that one good ride or die friend. Like that one good one who's always there for you, thick and thin, no matter what. Good support system, okay? Mirror. Put a mirror right in that bully's face, a metaphorical one, and show them. Let them see. Right. How, I mean, how great would that be? Like, you suck. And they're like, oh, Lord. Did I forget to moisturize this morning? I believe you did, Draco. Um, it was the first bully I could think of. Um, it, it, like, show them that, show them, show them. And you know what else? Apologize to them. Not for anything you've done wrong. Tell them, I'm, I'm so sorry that you felt the need to belittle me to feel better about yourself today. I am, I'm so sorry that you had to do that and I hope, I hope that you find some happiness. Watch that bully's face as you walk away with your chin up and a smile on your face. You just watch. They don't know what just happened. They have no idea and that makes them question themselves. Now they're in their head and they're like, am I a bully? Yes! Yeah. You are. Um, they start questioning like, oh my God, like they might. And if they don't, you can't change that. Here's the thing, I'm gonna give you the biggest piece of evidence, uh, not evidence, biggest piece of advice I can give you. You cannot change a single human being. Don't think you can change a person. You can help them. You can give them the stepping stones to becoming better and doing better, but you cannot change a person because a person only changes when they are ready to change. Psychology. A person will only change when they are ready. You can be there for them when it's ready. We, I'm experiencing this right now. One of my best friends is being incredibly negative and toxic and no one wants to be around her anymore. And before I came here, I had to settle a situation between her and a bunch of my friends, like this friend group. And I finally sat her down and I told her, I'm gonna make up a name, um, Rebecca. <laughs> I was like, you know, Rebecca, like, I love you. I wanna be there for you. We all do. And understand that the anger is coming from, we love you and we know you're better than this. We know you're not this. You're going through some stuff and we wanna be there for you, but you don't want us to be there for you. And we just want you to know that when you're ready, we're here. But understand that we may have to take some time away. You. You have to see that this is hurting everyone around you. You have to see that. And as much as we don't want to abandon you, because we won't abandon you, because if you were to call me, like at 3 a.m., I would drive the hour to your house right then and there. But know that when you are ready to come out of this cave of despair, we are here and we will support you. If you need a therapist, we will find you one and we will pitch in and pay for a therapist for you. Like we will figure this out. That's all you can do for people. That's all you can do is be there for them. Show them that someone loves them. Show them that there's still love in this world and that someone loves them. Be there for them. Oh, jeez, we're getting like, we got like super deep. That was, that was good. 
Um, it's, we have about 15-ish uh, minutes left, and what I always like to do at the end of this panel is I like to open up for questions. If one of you maybe wants to ask me a question, how to handle a certain situation, or um, how maybe I would have handled something, or maybe how you should, or things like that, or just like explain something to me, like I would love to hear from you. So if any of you has a question, I see you're kind of you're thinking, or you think, go ahead. Do you consider yourself transsexual? Do you consider yourself non-binary? So I am gender fluid. Um, so non-binary, I guess, is the best category I can fit into. Um, I was talking about this last night. One day I wake up and I'm like, I am a beautiful little princess. And the next day I'm like, I am ready for a cigar and to go hiking in the woods. Just whatever way the wind shifts. It's like Mary Poppins. I, I'm, I'm here and I'm there. I'm everywhere. Uh, and then some days I'm both. Some days I'm like full dress hiking in a mountain. Like, I'm like, with like full pointy nails like, oh. Like, I don't even need, like, a pickaxe. I'm just like, <laughs> Like, so I, I consider myself non-binary, if anything. Gender fluid is the, the official technical what I go by. Kind of um, stemming from that question, do you have any tips for, pre for presenting as either one for those of us who are struggling with that? Um, it's different per person. Um, just the way, because, like, so the way I think you should present is not the way that you should think you should present. And this is something you should um, sit and think about and come up with on your own and like think like how do like okay today I want to present as female. What does that what in your head says female to you? Is it wearing a pair of heels that day? Is it wearing a dress? Is it wearing some eyeliner and some makeup or lipstick? And then think, okay, I'm presenting male tomorrow. What is that? Is that like a flannel shirt? Is that like combat boots? You know, you have to sort of like figure out what you want to do and if you're a mix of both it's not a problem like if you have a little bit of like sort of androgynous like today like this is sort of low-key androgyny like i'm wearing skinny jeans a t-shirt and makeup um you know i'm feeling very like more on like the the feminine masculine side when the hair's up in a bun that's that's my indication um but i it's it's different per person for me when i'm presenting a little more feminine i smack on my makeup when I'm a little more like boy, it's no makeup and my hair's out the day. That's 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 how I present. Um, now sometimes I go a little bit further than that, and I'm in like dress and heels and everything like that. And that's mainly at events, burlesque shows, conventions, um, because I feel like I'm one of the most understanding members of the LGBT. Um, I, I really do because I, I like I get I don't I don't. I, I don't defend the hate coming towards me, but I know in my mind it's coming from a place of not understanding. And one of the things that I don't want to do is overwhelm them. So I'm not going to go out in Lafayette, that little red dot, um, in a full dress and heels. Not because I don't think I should, because I think like we're on the precipice of change where we are. The world is completely different. And I know the hate is still out there, but God, there's so much love. And so like one of the things that I would not do right now is that, but I still go out in full makeup and you know, you'd be surprised how many people love that. Like I get people at Walmart, Target, at, like when I go like to like shopping here and there, people are just like, oh, you makeup. And I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like I constantly get compliments on my nails. Um, and so like I'm, not that I'm not ready, I don't care. I would walk down uh, Johnson Street, which is the main street of Lafayette. I walk down Johnson Street in a full ball gown. <laughs> like, 
like I am here, like start doing some Beyonce. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm, I'm helping the world understand little by little. I'm, I'm feeling that the world is starting to understand that boys can wear makeup. Who gives a care? Boys were wearing makeup before women were. It was made for men on stage. Know your history. So like, I'm, I'm trying to make sure people understand, it's okay for boys to wear makeup, you know? And little by little, little, little by little. So it's, you have to, you have to kind of find your own inner self. Like, what do you think, um, what do you think, you, how should you present male? What does that mean? Uh, one of the things that I find helps a lot is a, a piece, like a certain one piece to, to start. For me, it was bracelets or lip gloss. That's how I started being like, when I was 14, I was like, hmm. I put on a little lip gloss and I was like, oh my God, I feel so so crazy. Like, I'm, my lips are so sparkly and like glazed like a donut. I'm like, oh yes, like, like, and that was, that was my way of being like, a little more feminine, you know? So like pieces for both sides of you, like that really helps, find that one little piece. Like I said, a plaid shirt. I have a friend of mine who, um, she is gender fluid and one of the ways she likes to present a little more masculine is she wears a plaid shirt, jeans, and like hiking boots. That's just her way, but she's stunning. Like she'll throw on a dress and be like a glamazon. She was a, um, she was a lingerie model. She paid her way through college by being a lingerie model. And it's so funny, no one knows, like they see this girl like, like open up a magazine, she's like two pages, just like, oh, she's like black hair and blue eyes and pale skin. She's giving me like goth queen realness. And she's just like, oh, like gorgeous and like this lingerie set. And then like what they don't see is behind the camera, she puts on like combat boots and it's just like, yo. And like, like, God, I love you, Denise. Like, she's amazing. Um, like, it's phenomenal. So like find your little pieces there, you know, back and forth, like get you a piece for each. And that's, that can get you in that mindset. So I hope that helped. Any questions? Does someone have a question for me? Want to ask me a thing? Do a thing? Yes, hello? Is that a Deadpool hand? Yeah. Okay, I can't see the face. I just see like the Deadpool hand. I see a Cecil from Night Vale, which is, you, that's what you're doing, right? Yes, you're excellent, by the way. And then I see a Deadpool. Okay, what you got? I'm good now. I, I had my my eyes swelled up and like there was some there was some tears and I probably will cry in my bathtub tonight to just get it out. Like no, not in a bad way. Like it'll be a good thing. Sometimes you need a good cry. Like let's be real here. Sometimes you need a good cry. Like amen to that. Like there are days when I'm just like I have too much going on and I'm like ah. I'll go, I, I don't know if any of you believe in like healing crystals and things like that. I love it. I take a quartz and I drop it into my bath water because quartz is supposed to be very much like for like calming, grounding center can like help sort the files off in your head. And like even if you don't believe in that, it's I don't consider that magic. I just consider that, that's earth. That's earth. Those crystals were made with the energy, thank you five, were made with the energy of this earth and they're full, thank you five, they were made with, thanks. Um, they're made with the energy of, of mother, of Gaia. They were made with that. So like, I don't even know that that's magic. Like, I am, like, I'll be real with you. I am Catholic. I am Christian. I try to go to church as much as possible. And it's so funny, you'll never hear me preach that, ever. Because I am a real Christian. I don't practice hate. I practice love. But I still believe in the healing power of crystals and everything, you know? Like, I, I believe in that. And, like, a quartz is so helpful, I find, when things are just going 
going chaos and freaking out for me. A good quartz will help ground me and center me. And so I'll drop that in my tub and I'll lay in it and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then I'm fine. <laughs> a good lush bath bomb helps with that. <laughs> Although lush be expensive. <laughs> I'm so glad that bath bombs are mainstream now and I can get a $3 bath bomb from Walmart. <laughs> because I use a lot of them. <laughs> Um, I have by my bathtub, I have a, like a five shelving, like metal unit, like a five rack thing. And on the top, I have this mini bathtub. It's a glass mini bathtub someone gave me and it holds approximately 10 bath bombs. <laughs> and um, so it's always like full of bath bombs. And um, my mom always comes over and she's like, why do you need so many of these? And I'm like, and like, I once gave her one, like, because my mom is really cool. She comes, she'll go stay at my house like a day or two while I'm at conventions and watch over my cat and make sure she's not like destroying the house or like dying or something. Um, and so my, I told my mom, I was like, you can use this bath bomb, use it and then get back to me. And now she's like, you got any more than bath bombs? <laughs> and I'm like, I told you. Um, but like, no, like a good cry. Sometimes you just need a good cry, but thank you for offering me a tissue. That was very sweet of you. Good cry. So we have five minutes. I think I can do one more question. Yes, Wonder Woman, give it to me. I have a question. Yes. One of the dancers, Lana Lovely, the one that did Kita last night, has a daughter. She is four, okay? Four-year-old. Her name is Leilani, little Lei. We have not even had to explain me to Leilani. Leilani, when she sees me wearing, and seriously, Lana Lovely has never once told this to her daughter. When Leilani sees me wearing makeup, she calls me she. When she sees me not, she says he. She calls me Uncle D or Aunt D, depending. I'm like, this is insane. Kids are not taught, kids are not born with hate. They're taught hate. And one of the best things to do is be upfront. Like, and like, we, we've talked about it later, after. Um, Cause one time Leilani was like, why is Uncle D wearing a dress? And she's like, well, because it makes him feel pretty. And she says, okay. Kids are so understanding. You just explain like, like so why is Uncle Ryan now aunt? Um, Ryan, I, was, I couldn't think of the feminine for Ryan. Ryan, Rebecca. Renee. Renee. Like we're just gonna figure out um, why, like Renee, because like just like be upfront, to be completely honest. Because if you try to hide things from kids, that's when they like figure things out or they assume things on their own, and they start getting that not understanding gene that turns into hate. Be upfront. Tell them like you're like Uncle Ryan. Didn't think Uncle Ryan was was the way Uncle Ryan should be. Uncle Ryan believes that she should be, you know, Aunt Raya, Aunt Renee. Like, Aunt Renee is happy. Don't you want Aunt Renee to be happy? Just, like, explain, like, you know, she's happy and that's all that matters. Just like if you see, like, a drag queen, like, why is that man wearing a dress? Because it makes him feel happy and it makes him feel good. Just like how you feel whenever you put on a dress, right? Or or if it's a boy, like, you feel like when you're, you're 
doing whatever he, like boys, I have no idea what boy children do. I don't, I, I don't have experience with them. All my friends have girl children and I'm like, I know how to deal with this. Like boy children, they're like, let's go play in the mud. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like wet dirt. It freaks me out. I can handle sand and everything else. Like everything else, just mud irks me because like you just never know what's in it. Like, I don't know, it just freaks me out. But just be upfront, be very honest and try to find it in a way. And if you, I know like sometimes it's hard to explain gender to a child. Um, put it into things that they'll understand and that you can like elaborate on later when they have a better understanding. But like, like I said, like explain like Aunt Renee is happy now. Aunt Renee thinks she, she should be like this. Aunt Renee believes this and we want Aunt Renee to be happy. And just like lay it out because I tell you, children are so much smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. They they pick up on things. Children watch and listen. Children know. So once we, we start lying to kids, it's when it starts getting bad. And now I know sometimes there's a lie of necessity, like if it's gonna hurt them. But you know, like I don't see any harm in explaining that Aunt Renee is happy and Aunt Renee thinks that Aunt Renee was <sighs> It's hard to find the wording, but like, hey Renee, like I would say like born in the wrong body because that like, then she's like, what if I'm born in the wrong body? You know, like it, it, I know how kids go, Lord. Um, just explain Aunt Renee is happy and Aunt Renee thinks that this is it. Thank you. All right, and then that's pretty much it. Did that help at all? Yes. Okay, good. Well, guys, I hope uh, you love that. Uh, we have to go. There's a panel literally right now and I have to run up. And start if you like this, check out some of our other shows like Exotic Liability, no applause, just the clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.